Hey friends, thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. This is your girl, Kristen Denise, also known as KD, and I am so grateful that you are joining us on our self-care journey. I want to ask you to remember to make sure that you subscribe so that you're always aware of a new conversation that drops, that you rate us because we want to know how we're doing. Give us five stars. And that you leave a review so that other people can know what we're talking about and know why they should join in on the conversation. Thank you so much for your help. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hey friends, this is your girl, Kristen Denise, also known as KD, and we are here with episode E. Oh, 12. I was going to say 11. That was last week. <laughs> We're here with episode 12 of the Black Girls Guide to Self-Care. Um, and wow, like 12. We're almost a teenager. Next week we'll be 13 and that'll be amazing. Um, 13 episodes in, it probably does not seem like a lot to most people. But considering how long it took me to get started, like 12 episodes in, three months of podcasting with all that I've had going on in my world. I feel accomplished. Um, So thank you so much for being here with me over that three months. We've had over 2000 listens. So thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing with your friends. Um, I greatly appreciate it. If you have not done so already, remember to like, to give us five stars, to leave a comment, review, whatever you need to do, um, because that will help more people find us. And we want more people to find us and join us on our self-care journey, on our focus on health and wellness and just wholeness and being compute, compute, Lord of mercy, complete, whole, healthy human beings. Um, as you can see, it feels like I'm a little out of it today. Uh, the podcast is a little late today. Um, earlier this week, I was in a car accident, which is absolutely no fun. I am okay. I'm a little achy. I'm in some pain from it. Uh, it was not my fault. So, amen. It was not my fault. Um, but I did get hit in the parking lot of the gas station trying to get gas after my doctor's appointment on Tuesday. So, again zero fun it's definitely made for an interesting week but it also led me to today's topic for our episode which is no more bad days so how did a car accident lead me to no more bad days well here you go so a few years ago I wrote something I don't really know what to call it there were my thoughts in the moment about how I was committing to having no more bad days And when I share that concept with people, oftentimes they're like, what do you mean no more bad days? Like you can't control what happens in your day. I cannot fully control what happens in my day. But what I can control is how I respond to it, how I look upon it and what I do with it once it gets here. And because that control is something that I do have, I have chosen to look for the redeemable qualities in each and every day. So here's the truth. If you look back, on the best day of your life. I'm talking about the day where it was just like perfect. If you could relive that day over and over again, you would. You really look at it. There were some things that day that didn't go well or didn't go exactly right or weren't quite what you wanted them to be. But in the end of it all, they didn't really matter because that day was overall a beautiful day. And because you choose to focus on the beauty of the day, you honestly forget about the things that didn't go well. Um, So my example would be travel. 
I love to travel. Tra- uh, I had someone tell me years ago that if travel um, was a love language, it would be mine. I love meeting new people. I love new culture, new experiences. Travel, 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 travel. I would do it literally all the time if I could. However, every single time that I travel, I kid you not, every single time without fail, I get sick. Sometimes it's minor. It'll be like, oh, I have headaches or whatever. It'll be some little stuff. Other times it's a bit more major. I remember my first mission trip. They thought they might have to send me home early because my body just was not doing well. Um, And did that stop me from traveling? No. Did it make me look upon my trips negatively? No. Usually what happens when I travel is I come home and I try to figure out where I'm going to book my next ticket to because I cannot wait to go and explore again. So while challenging things happen, or some people will say bad things, I've ended up in urgent care on trips, hospital, whole nine, all kinds of crazy stuff when I have traveled, um, which is super interesting when you're traveling internationally. <laughs> I've, I've run the gamut of getting sick while traveling. Um... But again, the first thing I do when I get home is figure out where I can go next because traveling is so fun to me and it brings me so much joy. And when I look at the entirety of my trip, it is always way more beautiful than it is hard. And there is always way more joy than there is sadness. And even being sick, sometimes for a moment, sometimes for an extended moment, there's nothing that stops me from wanting to do it all over again. And that's because of my perspective. I don't focus on the fact that I got sick or maybe I don't like the food sometimes or somebody getting on my nerves. Like, I don't focus on those things. I focus on the exploration, the meeting new people, the having new experiences, the growing in my understanding of the world, um, the growing closer in my relationship with God, like the growing as an individual. Those are the things I focus on. And so because that's what I focus on, the trips are never bad trips. Are there challenging moments within the trips? Sure. Would some people call them bad? Absolutely. But what I have is just a new experience um, that is fully beautiful, that contains some of everything. And I'm okay with that. Um, I can look back on two of the worst days of my life. And they kind of lean back to last week's episode of uh, when it's not the most wonderful time of the year. The day my grandmother passed away and the day my Aunt Mia passed away. Now, on August 17th, 1990. My world was devastated when Winona Hemingway left this earth. And um, again, I spent most of that day in tears because I was just heart broken that my grandmother was no longer with us. But on that very same day, um, I ended up at a neighbor's house. They were just trying to get me out of the house. So I ended up down the street at a neighbor's house, Miss Caver. And the first thing Miss Caver said to me when I walked through the door was, as long as I'm alive, you'll always have a grandmother. And that little bit of beauty, that little bit of peace and comfort and joy on a day that I would not relive for any amount of money um, has left an impression on my heart for the last 24 years. So much so that anytime I go to Michigan, I was about anytime I go to Michigan, anytime I go home, no matter how short my trip is, I have been in Michigan for literally 36 hours. And in that 36 hours, I find a moment to go and do what? Visit my grandmother to go see Miss Caver. And to hug her and to love on her and to remind her of how special she is to me and how important she is to me and how she changed my life by being there with me in such a unique and beautiful way on what was one of the hardest days of my life. Um, When I think of the day my aunt passed, I was the one that found out that she passed away. I was home alone, waiting on her to get home, oddly enough. And I was on the phone with my friend Kendra at the time. She's my best friend in high school. 
and Kendra um, was on the, stayed on the phone with me while I called the Sterling Heights Police Department on three-way. And she was on the phone with me when I called my mom. And her and her mom were, like, one of the first people to show up at my house to provide comfort in what was a clearly difficult and challenging time. And I'll never forget it. Um, are Kendra and I still super close? No. But the love that she showed me on that day, uh, there's nothing that Kendra couldn't ask me for to this day that I wouldn't give her. Because I remember that love, that care, that concern, and her, her willingness to be there in what was a, an extremely difficult moment for me and my family. Um, so again, two of the hardest days that when I really investigate them, still have joy and beauty and things to be celebrated. Um, the number one thing is the fact that I'm loved deeply. I'm loved well by people who are not required to love me, but who choose to. And I um, am eternally grateful for that. What happens when you commit to no more bad days is that you force yourself to identify the thing that is redeemable. Um, I've told someone before that I've had some days, I've had some years, uh, 2008, I want to say, I cried 300 of the 366 days that year. No lie. When I say I cried like daily, I cried daily because I was just so frustrated with where my life was in that moment and um, definitely was experiencing a deep depression in that season of my life. And I can still find redeemable things in that day. If nothing else, it's the fact that I had a safe place to go and cry for 300 days. Um, It's that I made it through that darkness into just a beautiful, glorious light. The season that came right after that was utterly amazing. Um, I shocked myself with some of the things I was able to do in that following season because I made it through the dark one. And, you know, I had friends that were loving on me, people who were caring for me and who were doing their best to help me make it through and I am eternally grateful and I will never forget those people and what they meant to me in those really dark moments and so my encouragement to you is to commit to no more bad days to commit to practicing an attitude of gratitude not just during this Thanksgiving season a lot of people will do like 30 day thankfulness challenge or gratitude challenge or 30 days of you know gratefulness or whatever it is because it's the season of Thanksgiving and we want to remind ourselves of what we're thankful for but practice it every day of your life and there are different ways that you can practice gratitude in the middle of challenging situations i.e my car accident which was an extremely challenging situation um God just started reminding me of things I had to be grateful for. My car didn't get hit like by another car. My car got hit by a trailer that's used to tow stuff. That could have been detrimental. Like that could have, if nothing else, it could have completely towed up my car. And it didn't. It scratched it up. It, it, Like I said, it looks a little ugly. Eh, not the end of the world. My car is still drivable. My lights still work. Um, it could have just been far worse. Did I have to go to urgent care? Yes. Do I have a back sprain? Yes. Has this entire week been uncomfortable? Yes. Am I walking with a limp? I am. It's a mess. Can I not wear the shoes I want to wear? Yeah. All those things happen. All those things are true. But am I alive? Yes. Did I walk away from the scene and drive myself to urgent care? Sure did. Was I able to afford to go to urgent care? Because that has not always been my story. Yes. I walked in, I could pay my copay because I have great insurance. So I could pay my little $15 copay. And when they prescribed the medication, I could drive to get it, um, which is a gift considering I was just in a car accident. You know what I mean? I could do what I needed to do to be well. I can remember another season of my life where I got sick. Um, 
And I couldn't even afford to pay for the pain medicine that I so desperately needed because I was in such pain. You know, I was out on bed rest for like two weeks and I couldn't afford my medication. And somebody I had to call a friend and be like, can you loan me the money to pay for this medicine that I, I desperately need? Or maybe I'll call my mom. Regardless, I had to have somebody else pay for it for me when that wasn't even a concern. This time. It wasn't even a thought. Swipe the card. Get what you need. Go home. Rest. I have a job where I have sick days. Everybody don't have sick days. And some people, they've had to use sick days because they've already been just that sick. I don't think I've used a single sick day my entire year and almost a half on my job. I haven't had to. And that is, the, that is just a gift because that has not always been my testimony. Um, I got great news from the doctor. The doctor's appointment that had me in the area that had me going to get gas and get in a car accident. Like, my last couple of doctor's appointments with this particular doctor haven't been that positive. I'm going to be really real with you. And I was concerned going in because, like, again, I would prefer not to have any negative news. And I did it. And what I heard my doctor say is how she was proud of me and how I made such great progress. And my body was finally acting like it had some sense. And I got to call my mom and tell her that, which she so desperately needed to hear because my last couple of times calling her after a doctor's appointment, I haven't been able to say that. Tuesday was a gift. It was a gift that came with some challenges, but it was a gift. And having people who love me, who are like, do I need to bring you anything to eat? Do I need to take you to the doctor? Do, I, do you want me to come and visit you? Like, that's a gift to have people who want to care for me and help me. And it was an even bigger gift to be able to say, actually, I can do it. I'm okay. I got it. Thank you so much for loving me so well. I had people calling to check in on me. You know, um, Friday, I was supposed to go back to work and I was still just in a lot of pain and I couldn't. And you know what I was able to do? Call off of work. It wasn't the end of the world. I didn't get fired for missing too many days. Like, I don't have to worry about if my paycheck is going to be short because I have sick time. Um, I choose gratitude. I choose gratitude. And it has made transitioning through this so much easier because my heart is not weighed down with the burdens of negativity. But it is lifted in every moment of every day by my willingness to say, you know what? This is a challenge. But Lord, I'm grateful. Because if nothing else, you're walking through it with me. And everybody, you know, you may not have the same belief system that I do, but consider what's the thing that gets you through. You don't lean on God. What do you lean on? Do you have friends? Do you have a spouse? Is there, you know, the universe? What is it that helps you to, to stay focused when, on, on the positive that's in your world when it's really hard to point it out? Um, what will turn your your eyes to look for it, to search for? I mean, I search deeply. I've had moments I've been like, today is horrible. And in my head, I hear no more bad days. And I'm like, oh, now I got to think through the day to find the thing that wasn't horrible about it because there's something there if I'm willing to find it. So I'm just like going on a treasure hunt in my life. And I promise you this, for the last, I've been doing this no more bad days for like the last six and a half years. I can honestly say in six and a half years, I have not had a bad day. I've had some hard days. I've had some challenging days. I've had some days where the day won. Hear me. The day won. But it wasn't a knockout. It wasn't 24 hours given over to negativity. There was something redeemable. There was something positive. There was something to smile about. There was some reason for joy in the day. And I was worthy of taking advantage of it. So I did. So that's my encouragement to you. Commit to no more bad days. Commit to really searching and finding what was the positive, redeemable moment, even if it's only a moment of joy in the day. What can I celebrate 
even in the midst of my darkness. And baby, I know darkness. Um, and sometimes the thing you celebrate the most in the darkness is the fact that somebody lit a match. And there was a little bit of light, even if only for a moment. So, I love you. Um, that's all I got. I need to uh, try to get some things done today. My week, obviously, has not been what I've planned for it to be. I've spent much of it in the bed. Um, we're laying down and not being able to get done some things I would have normally gotten done. My whole schedule went out the window after a Tuesday morning. So, I need to jump into that and find the gratitude in my day. Even today has not been the easiest day so far. And it's only, it ain't even noon yet. And I've had some challenges in this day. But, man, have I had some beauty. And I choose to focus on the beauty, and I hope you do as well. I love you, friends. Have an amazing week. And remember to do exactly what you need to do to be more than okay. Because, well, you deserve to be more than okay. Talk to you later. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of The Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. If you're ready to get started on your own self-care journey and you need some help, check out the Black Girls Guide to Self-Care workbook. You can find it on Amazon.com and we would love for you to have it to help you in your self-care journey. You can also join us on social media. We have a Facebook group, the Black Girls Guide to Self-Care. On Twitter, you can find us at Black Girls Self-Care. And on Instagram, we are Black Girls Self-Care Revolution. So come on over and join us online. Keep the conversation going. Um, and stick with us in between episodes. Love you so much. Thank you for joining me today. And I just hope that you have an amazing rest of your day, month, week, year, that it is literally you living your best life. So till next time, be well.